Massive news this morning for New Zealand squash as Paul Cole finds himself through to the final of the World Champs. A man who's been there, done that, not only reached the summit but put the flag in it 33 years ago was Ross Norman. He joins us now to discuss Paul Cole and his achievement. Ross, welcome to the programme. Big news for New Zealand sport, but specifically for New Zealand squash. You must be uh, elated for him. Thanks, Darcy. Yeah, look, um, it's great to talk to you. And, you know, it's even greater news hearing uh, about Paul getting to the final of the World Open. Um, you know, he's, he's had a fantastic run and um, he really deserves to, uh, to be in that uh, final. What do you know of Paul Cole and his development? From what I can gather, he was a, he was a late developer and he's only really come into his own of recent years. What, what do you know of his form? Well, I met Paul um, about three years ago when he won his first major um, uh, title in uh, Weybridge here in Surrey in England. Um, in fact, I was asked to go along and do the prize giving, and uh, it, was, it was an honour to um, uh, present him with the uh, winner's trophy. Um, I saw him play, and I was really, really impressed with the, the, his attitude and his game plan. Um, and he's obviously developed that a lot more in the last three years um, and, and worked on his game in, in, in all the areas that... Uh, that uh, in order to improve and you know he's um, now sitting at uh, five in the world and in the final of the uh, world open so he's obviously done a lot of things right what does it take to get it right on the day to actually get it done he's got there now he's up at the summit what does he have to do what do you remember from when you managed to knock over the great Jahinga Khan way back in 86 it takes a lot of things and they've all got to come together at the same time um, you know your your head's got to be right your your strategy your body has got to be feeling good. And I know Paul's put in a massive amount of work. So um, even with hard games, um, he'll still be feeling good. Um, just everything's got to come together. Any top sportsman would know uh, what I mean in terms of um, uh, just being mentally, physically, um, emotionally. Um, everything's got to come together. And then you've got to have something special as well after that. Um, and um, it looks like he's he's um, in that area at the moment. He's, I believe, superbly fit, and that gives him an edge over most of the competitors. Not that squash players aren't fit at all, but apparently he'll run anything down, and he'll run, and he'll run, and he'll run, and he'll never stop, what, 84 minutes across five sets. So plainly the guy's got an engine, hasn't he? Oh, without a doubt. You know, he's one of the... Um, he's one of the... Fittest and fastest, fastest guys on court. Physically, he's just excellent. And you know what? I think a lot of players uh, find his uh, his fitness and his movement very intimidating. And uh, that's that's a big plus on his side. They know that when they go on court, that they're not going to beat him through love. And uh, you know, um, he's he. It is possible that he will win through love. But um, uh, every time this player steps on court with Paul Cole. They know that um, that they have to beat him. He's not going to lose it, as you see in quite often sport. He's not going to lose it for them. They're going to have to get in and beat him. And uh, when you when you're up against that and you're a little bit tired, um, you've got through to the final of the World Open. Um, it's it's quite a daunting task when you know you're coming up against a guy who's just physically um, at his peak and um, he's just so fast around the court. Fine history in squash we have yourself, obviously, with that world title back in 86. We know that the women's game has succeeded and done particularly well. Uh, not so for the men, but what is it about squash and New Zealand? There are courts all over the place in tiny country towns and the, the big urban sprawls as well. What is it, the attraction to the game? What was yours, Ross? Well, mine, mine, person, mine was a personal thing. It, uh, I, lived, I 
you know, I learnt my squash where I was born in, in Fidianga. Um, my dad owned squash courts, so all I did was uh, live down the squash courts, um, live down the squash club, play squash all winter, all summer, until um, I got to a stage where I was, you know, the best junior in, uh, in New Zealand for my age. Um, everyone has their own story, and I'm sure Paul has has his story growing up on the west coast of um, New Zealand, um, down the South Island, um, and you just, you know, the, 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 the infrastructure's there, the, the, the organisation is there. Um, unfortunately, it's taken 33 years to, to bring around um, an, another, you know, a, a top top player after myself and um, Stuart uh, finished. Um, and it's good to see Paul's come through. Um, what is it about it? I don't know. I think it's possibly, um, it, it's, you know, New Zealand, I believe, with, with Squash New Zealand, it's, it's one of the best organised um, sports in New Zealand and in the world. Um, I look at other sort of associations that deal with squash and they're not half as organised as they are in New Zealand. And uh, that, that's got to be a big plus. What happened to you beyond the World Championship? How much did it change who you were and what you didn't? Was it capitalised on, do you think, by New Zealand squash at the time? I think so. Yeah, it sort of it didn't exactly put New Zealand on the map, but um, it was um, it it was yeah, it was big news back then, and um, partly because um, you know I'd become um, world champion, but uh, half of it really was about the guy I beat, um, Jahangir Khan, who sort of hadn't been beaten for sort of five years, eight months, and had gone sort of over five hundred matches without being beaten. So, you know, half the half the win was about that. Um, but I think it did a lot for New, for, for, for New Zealand squash. And um, you know what? If Paul wins tomorrow night, it'll do just the same for New Zealand squash again. One piece of advice that you give to Paul Cole, if you're talking to him right now ahead of this, relating to what you did and how you overcame the, the, the great Jahanga, what would it be to uh, young Cole? <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a good question, Darcy. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, just to sort of get out and enjoy the moment. Um um, obviously, he's not going to take it easy. He's going to be out there to win. Um, he's a very tenacious uh, uh, player. Um, I think everything seems to be working. It's all come together um, perfectly um, at this point uh, in time. And, um, you know, just his preparation has, has been superb. So uh, he's just got to go out and win that title tomorrow. How's the game changed since your day? It's been a good 30-odd years. Is, is much changed in the way it's played or the, the, the way it's ruled? Yeah, the actual game itself, the way it's televised, has been. The scoring system has changed a little bit. It's up to a point of rally now, uh, up to 11 with two clear points. In my day, it was up to 9 or 10 uh, where you had to serve to win the points. So the scoring system has changed a little bit. Um, the 10 has been lowered from 19 inches to 17 inches, which, which makes it a bigger court. Um, those are the things that have changed. And, and the players, I think, are a bit more... Well, you know, that's that sport. It's, it's, they're a little bit more athletic now and um, uh, fitter, um, more agile. But the things that don't change is, is the sort of... Um, the, the qualities you need in order to become uh, a top player in any sport. Um, you know, you need, as I say, you need this, this discipline, this concentration, the tenacity... Um, you need all those things. But even if you've got those, you need that extra little bit as well in order to sort of uh, take out a big title. So uh, some things do change and others um, will always remain the same. Ross, he's taking on a guy, uh, Tarek Moman. They, they're three apiece, I think, head-to-head, head, but I'm pretty sure that Paul beat him last time around. 
how do you rate Paul's chance against this bloke? Is he a, is he a shoo-in? Is he a, a good chance, a starter's chance? How do you rate him? The minute I found out Paul had got to the final, I spoke to uh, one of the media guys in Doha where the tournament's been held, and um, he was saying that um, he would give Paul, and this is unbiased, you know, Paul a probably 60-40 chance of taking this tomorrow. The last time he played, uh, Tarek Momin, who was playing in the final from Egypt, um, was in the Canary uh, Wharf Classic in London back in March, and he beat he beat Tarek three love. Um, so that goes a long way. You know, they say you're only as good as your last win. Well, that's I think was the last time they played, and he beat him three love. So it's looking good for Paul. Um, everything's pointing in the right direction for a win tomorrow. Ross. Um, but it's not going to be easy, and um, he's going to have to, you know, do everything right. He can't afford to do anything wrong tomorrow. Ross, Norman, the pleasure has been ours. Thanks very much for joining this show. Uh, best of luck for your future. And, of course, I'm sure you'll be cheering Paul on from wherever you may be. Thanks very much for your time. I certainly will. Thanks, Darcy. Cheers.